I, I believe, though, that I have a word for you this morning that I, I really, as I was in prayer this week, I'm like, we, what did we talk about last week? We talked about sowing seed, the power of sowing seed. If you did not get that, if you did not hear that, get online and you can get, hear the podcast because it's really important. I believe it's a catalytic word for you this year. The power of sowing seed, which goes beyond finances. It's every part of your life, time, effort. And, and, and God, uh, every one of you, not one of you, if you have nothing in your pocket today, you have something to sow. Because it's, it's not about the money. It's about a life lived for the king. And so I want to encourage you, but this is kind of a continuation of that. And it's a mindset. Say with me, we need a mindset change. God wants to take us out of a mindset of limitation into fullness. To take us out of a mindset of being limited into walking in fullness. Say with me, fullness. It says in John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32, it says, Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. He says, if you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are, are my disciples for sure, then you will experience for yourselves the truth, and the truth will free you. I want to tell you a statement real quick, and I've, I've, I've taught on this, but I pulled this out of a message to share this as I start into this message that says, I get saved by believing in Jesus, but I get free by believing like Jesus. I want to say it again. I get free. I get saved by believing in Jesus. I get free by believing like Jesus. And so ultimately, is it going to be, how many of you have ever had someone powerfully pray for you and that anointing of God comes upon your life? You feel the touch. It's a powerful time. I, 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 I want to propose to you that those are awesome times that we mark in our history that should take us on a journey and a passion for greater transformation. It's a demarcation. It's a timeline. It's a mark in the timeline. God touched me on this day. I had an encounter on this day. And then from that point, I engaged the Word so that I am further transformed by the renewing of the mind. It's a process of, it's a process of Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and the ultimate freedom, when we walk in the freedom, is when we walk in the transformation of new thought processes, that we exchange the old, the old way of thinking into the kingdom thinking. The kingdom way of thinking. The Word of God. Say with me, the Word of God. In Galatians 3, 1 through 5, Paul is rebuking the Galatians. He says, Galatians in th chapter 3, he says, what's happened to you guys? What's happened to you, Galatians, to be acting so foolishly? You must have been under some evil spell. Having begun in the Spirit, are you going to be made perfect and now in the flesh? Having begun in the Spirit, how are you going to be made perfect, he's saying, by the flesh, by striving, by your effort? Having begun by hearing good news and believing it, are you now going to be made perfect by focusing on the works of the law? And he says, no. And in the same way that you get into the kingdom, let me tell you, the same way you get into the kingdom is the same way you advance in the kingdom. 
So not only do I get saved by hearing good news and believing it, but I move forward and grow by walking out and hearing the good news. Romans 12, 2, I just mentioned it. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total, say with me, total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern. To discern what? God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I found this in the body of Christ. I found that in the body of Christ, we struggle or we battle for our Christ identity, our identity in Christ. We have an identity crisis in the body of Christ. We do not fully grasp what Christ has done for us on the cross and in his resurrection from the dead and how, we, how that literally translates to us in our lives. And because of that, we walk in a paradigm that binds us to a place of wrong perspectives that not only keeps us in a state of always seeking a breakthrough that's already been provided. We do not have to walk and strive for victory. We flow from the victory of the cross. Can you say amen? And that's why we're more than overcomers in this life. John chapter 15, verse 8 through 11. John 15, 8 through 11. It says, My Father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. God doesn't want you just to have a little joy. God wants to have you overflowing with joy. Overflowing with fullness. He wants to take you from limitation to fullness. God has been talking us for, to us a long time. He's been trying to talk us out of the old man for years, and he's talking us into the new man. He's talking us out of just getting by, a, a getting by mentality and into a limitless mentality. Let me read to you 1 John chapter 4, 17. It says, in this union and fellowship with him, John 4, 17, 1 John, okay, Got a problem with the computer. They'll catch up with us. Write it down. 1 John 4, 17. In this union and fellowship with him, love is completed and perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. I want you to say this with me. As he is, so are we in this world. 
He's talking us into that. He's talking us out of just getting our needs met and talking us into walking into our inheritance. When you walk into your inheritance, you're walking into fullness. It's not just a getting by mentality. It's a different mentality. It's a mentality that Jesus Christ, as he is currently, as he is, so are we in this world. Say with me, now. As he is, so are we in this world. He's talking us into, he's talking us out of just our needs getting met, just getting by, just, I hope one day, uh, just, just uh, uh, the bills being paid, those are all good things, but we're talking about actually walking in a life of expectation, walking in a life that is yielded to God, that is hearing God and then seeing the kingdom come through our life, seeing beyond the norm. Out of a place of limitation to a place of no limits. Turn to somebody next to you and say, God has no limits. I've used this illustration before, but they say scientifically, fleas, they have, a, they have them in a cup and they, have a, they place them in a cup with a lid on it. And the, after a while, they just keep bouncing and they hit their, their little heads, I guess, if they have heads. I guess they have heads. I haven't dissected them or looked at them, but they hit their heads on the lids. And then basically then they take the lid off after a while and they'll never jump higher than where that lid was. And so there is a, a limitation placed on them. The same thing with elephants. I don't know if you know this, but that when they're babies, they, they, when they're long, young little baby elephants, they put this rope around them and they, they bolt it into the ground. And they, they're like, I can't move this thing. I can't move this thing. And they try it with all their might. I can't move this thing. Then later on, they don't realize that they're more than powerful enough to unmove that thing. But when they were trained with little, they tried and they tried and they tried, and they can't move that thing. They can't move that post. But now that they're an adult, they absolutely can. I want you to know something this morning. God has removed all the lids. Jesus Christ has removed all the lids. He's removed all the restrictions. There are no limitations. And just as he is, so are we in this world. No limitations. Where do the limitations come from? Your perspective, your thinking. When Jesus fed the 5,000, the Bible says this about Jesus. He was perfect. He was 100% man and 100% God. He modeled for us, he modeled for us a walk of intimacy and though he was Jesus, the Son of God, yet he went away regularly to be alone with God and to pray. And he modeled for us what it meant to be man totally yielded to God. And what he did, he says, I, this is what he told the disciples, I do not do anything that I do not see my father do, and I do not say anything that I do not hear my father say. But in that, in that was a place of no limitation. 
in that was walking daily in the Spirit. In that was being in tune to the Spirit of God. So where he comes into a situation that is absolutely positively chaotic, or there's a life that's a total mess, or there's someone that needs absolute healing or deliverance, and he brings the answer from that relationship of no limitation. He feeds the 5,000 with five, loaves, uh, five fish and two loaves. And there's leftovers. I guess they were expecting another crowd, possibly. I don't know, but I know this. I know that Jesus lived a life of no limitation, and just as he is today, so are we in this world. Jesus took the lid off. Can you say with me, Jesus took the lid off? No limitations. The Lord is saying, enough of surviving, enough of just getting your needs met, enough of just making it through. It's time to walk in your inheritance. It's time for a new perspective. It's time for sowing seed and expecting and knowing that it's going to reap a harvest. I believe that God is saying this, the direction we're going together demands that you see in a different way. Interact with me. He's calling us to interact with him in a different way. Be be more focused in a more powerful way. You got to know who you are. We can't do that with a mindset, what I just said, of just getting your needs met. God is saying that you and I are going into business together. We're going into business together. God's saying we're going to co-labor, this thing called co-labor. We're going into business together. We're bringing the kingdom of heaven to the earth together. How many of you know he doesn't move unless we pray? Can you say amen? God doesn't move. There's nothing that happens on the earth unless his people pray. If my people who are called by my name. In other words, we have, a, we have this absolute, positively strong directive from the Father to work together. It says in Romans 8, 14 through 17. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. The mature children of God, say with me, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you do not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full of acceptance. I want you to say this with me. This is powerful. I'm fully accepted by him. And you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. <laughs> Listen, some of what we talked about, I'm going to go on, but some of what I was saying about this morning, Ashley, is that we need to stop and let him catch up to us. Anybody ever go running after your kids and you just like, until they stopped, you were, you knew you weren't going to catch them. 
but they knew better. They need, they, they, they're running after you. And yeah, God can catch up to us, but let me just say something. The Bible says to draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. There's this point of us relenting. There's a part of us that says, uh, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. There's a point of this whole aspect of release. Let go, let God. He's a good father. He knows exactly what you need. And since we are his children, we qualify to share all his treasures. How many of them? For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his suffering as our own. The Spirit testifies with our spirit, the, the, we, what we just read. I'm training, he says, I'm training you to be an heir of God. Fullness, an heir of God, a child of God. From limitation to living full will take a changing of our lenses. We have to see differently. I'm not just getting by. Of not just making, I believe it's a not only a change of our perspective in lenses. In other words, it's a change of our thinking, and it's a change in what we say. It's a change in how we pray. We begin to shift from, oh God, I pray that you would give me a job. Oh God, it's good. It's good prayer. Father, you're you're the provider. I thank you for the job. And it goes, beyond, it goes beyond just our needs being met. It, it gets into actually vision of changing that which is around us with expectation that it's going to happen. When we pray and we believe and it's according to the promises of God, we can expect it to happen. Your circumstances are not the problem, but your perception of your circumstances is going to be your problem. We must stop praying like an orphan and start praying like an adopted son of God. That's the, probably the biggest point of the day. You're an adopted child of God, and you carry his authority. Jesus says, when I go, I, I have the keys now that I'm leaving I'm handing the keys off to you. There's been a handoff, and you have the keys. Turn to somebody next to you and say, you have the keys. We, ha we carry the keys to the kingdom. It says in Galatians 4, 4 through 5, it says, But when in God's plan the proper time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the regulations of the law, so that he might redeem and liberate those who were under the law, that, who that we who believe might be adopted as sons, as God's children, with all the rights, as fully grown members of a family. That's powerful. I want you to put that back up for me, Sierra. Let's read that again. I want you, all of you read it together with me. Ready? One, two, three. But when in God's plan, the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem and liberate those who were under the law, that we who believe might be adopted as sons as God's children with all rights, as fully grown members of a family. There comes a point in time in, in the Jewish culture 
There comes a point in time in a Jewish culture where they'll take and they'll, the, the father goes and, and with the son and they make an announcement at the gates. They make an announcement at the gates and that, that, that announcement is, my son, my son is now doing the business of the family. They've been given the keys to the business. They've been given the, 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 the codes to the finances. They've been given all of the rights as my, and they're doing business for me. And we're working this together, but he has all the rights. So I want you to know this, everybody, guys at the gate, I want you to know everybody, because that was the place, that was the city gate, was where the courts were. That's where all the important things on transactions and conversations and deals were made. And it's where you would make this announcement. And he says, that's what happens with the father and the son. They come and they say, this is the place. This is what's happening. This is the transition. And he's doing business for the family. And that's what the father's saying to you. You're adopted. You're joint heirs. And you're doing business for the family. Here's the keys to the kingdom. Here's the credit card. Here's the money. Here's the codes. You have have it. Now go. That's right. Be imitators of God as dearly loved children. A son is given to the keys to the house. We can make a withdrawal from the account, speak to situations, and they change the privilege of sonship so that we experience what Jesus felt walking with the Father while on the earth. We have such a good father, he's going to educate you in being a son and, 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 and a daughter to take your inheritance, to walk in it. There are promises, there are prophetic words over your life. How many have a promise or a prophetic word that someone spoke over your life and you go, that was a marcation line, that was, that was a time in history. And you know that was God. Let me tell you something, that word over your life that are, that's been in the background is coming to the foreground. Say, me, say with me, it's coming to the foreground. I believe this is a season. Listen to me. I believe this is a season that prophetic words that have been spoken over your life, God's bringing them to the foreground that you can walk. It's going to be happen this way. Your thinking has to change in how you go about it that you walk in it, that's coming from the background, it's coming from something out of focus to into focus so that you walk in your, the inheritance that God has, that prophetic word that has been spoken over your life. God is bringing it to you for it to come about as your perspective changes from just getting by to I'm a son of God. Does anybody receive that right now? There's a new requirement. It's actually to learn to walk carefully with God so that you don't miss anything along the way. Being led by the Spirit of God. It's important that we, we change the way we think. It's important that we are not disavowing my potential because my confession hasn't caught up with the intentions of God. Our words and our thoughts have to come into the alignment of the will of God over our life. 
so that we're not disavowing that which God is intending. Your confession, I'm a a beloved son. Can we say that together? I'm a beloved son. Now, ladies, don't get snagged up with that. (laughs) Yeah, she just said it. Just like your sons, well, I'm a bride. Men, we're bride of Christ. So we can't get snagged up. This is God's, when he says sons, he's saying everybody, child of God. And I'm a bride. Like my dress. No, I'm just kidding. No, right. So we're the bride of Christ. We're, we're his bride. So your confession, I'm a beloved son, your declaration is important. Say with me, my declaration is important. It's vital. Listen, you cannot declare negativity and, and dysfunction and things that are counter the word of God over the dreams that God's given you and expect for them to come. Declaring into your circumstances, I declare that I have an inheritance in the Lord. It's a different mindset. And so he's going to connect me with the situ- connect with me in, that, in this situation in the context that I'm a child of God. Your expectation, your mentality is different. You're walking with a confidence. You're walking a hand in hand with God. He's showing you day by day, step by step. He orders the steps of the righteous. He delights in every detail of your life. And then you proclaim your proclamation. So we have a confession, a declaration, and a proclamation is always to the enemy. Don't mess with me. You can't challenge my resources anymore, but my resources are about to challenge you. Come on, somebody. Instead of cutting back on your dreams, listen, it's now from the back to the forward. You're a child of God. God, What God's prophetically declared over you, what the promise that you carry is coming from the background to the foreground. Why? Because your perspective as it changes, is going to begin to expect that dream to come alive. Where you saw of limitations of resources, and, and therefore you, it's like the more that you saw, how many of you see a God dream? I, here's what I know about God dreams. God dreams are impossible for you to do. And that's why you need Him. That's why it's a God dream. At the same time, there's an expectation and, and, and that the impossible, the God of the, of the possible will make the impossible happen. Some of you have a dream and because of circumstances, it's caused you to step back in fear, trepidation to where it's taken not only a backseat, you're at the front of the bus and the dream is at the back. And you can't even barely see it anymore. And just picture that dream coming up the aisle of the bus to where it meets you at the front. And it's back in perspective. But it's going to come, and you're going to get off of that bus. You're going to get off and go on a, on a journey, on a walk with God, because your perspective has changed from just getting by, and the, the impossible is too impossible. The dream is too big. God's saying, no, 
I place that in you, and it's going to happen in my time, but it's going to happen also because you're changed in your mentality that you are a joint heir in Christ. You're a child of the living God. You're a son of God. Get used to asking God questions. What does this mean? What must I do? How do I partner with you? How do I do this? It's a good question. The Bible says, if you need wisdom, ask and he will tell you. He will not withhold it from you. Remember, you're on this journey together. Open dialogue. What is it that you're wanting me to become next? What is it you want me to do? New lenses, new mindset, new language. To say the things that God is saying to you back to him and to your circumstances, there's a new zeal. How many are ready for a new zeal? New perspective. With a new perspective comes new zeal, new energy. When God gives you and you're walking in an inheritance, you're walking in a mindset as a son of God, you're walking with a new zeal. Ephesians chapter 1, 5 through 6. Ephesians chapter 1, 5 through 6. For it, is, it was always God's, it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as delightful children. Through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tre tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. For the same love, I want you to catch that. For the same love, can we read it together? For the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. Now, let's stop right there. Personalize it. For the same love he has for his beloved son, Jesus, he has for me. Whoa. Can we say it again? Say it. And when it gets to me, point to you and say, me. For the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for It's like, God, did you make a mistake in putting that in your word? Because that, that's a big statement. I mean, obviously, he didn't make a mistake. Obviously, that is real. The same love he has for Jesus. Same. Yes, me. What? Are you kidding me? Me? Same as... Jesus. It was always his plan, always his plan for you to walk in your inheritance. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. It's no longer, Paul says, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. When God saved you, he saved all of you. When God saved you, he saved all of you. You become a kingdom man. 
you become a kingdom woman. Your business becomes a kingdom business. Your life becomes a kingdom life. No longer of this world, you're of another world, bringing that world to this world. Come on, somebody. Your business becomes kingdom. Your family becomes kingdom. Every part of your life becomes kingdom. You don't shift it. You don't, you don't leave kingdom to come to church to come to kingdom. You don't leave your house to come to the kingdom church. No, you're daily walking in the kingdom. You're daily walking in intimacy, hearing and talking and sharing and being with God. Intimacy, knowing the word, walking out the word, stepping out daily in greater freedom than you have before because it's a, this thing called sanctification. We're more like him. We become like the one we worship. And in that, and in that, this is a relationship the Father says, hey, have you thought about this? Yeah, I did think about that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. He says, yeah, because I want you to do that. You know that, you know that idea for ministry? Yeah, seems really, quite, seems really out of the box. He says, yeah, I want you to do that. Let's pray that in. Let me, st- let me give you the steps for that. And you say, Father, I'm fully expecting this to happen. Yes, yes, we're going to do this. And how do I go about it? Well, I want you to go talk to this person. I want you to begin training. Some of you, God's given you this thing of, in, in time, listen, you're going to be not a, in a business working. You're going to be owning the business. So begin learning how to work your business. Study. Some of you, there, there, there's uh, the dream of the, in the, the, is coming from the back to the front and it's now in focus and whatever that is, ministry or whatever it may be, you walk in this assurance of your relationship with God, in intimacy with God, as a joint heir, as a son of God, and you're with, with expect, expectancy, believing God for every step along the way. And it's bigger than you. Say, turn to somebody next to you and say, it's way bigger than you. You can't do it except with God, all things are possible. In my weakness, even if I feel weak, I'm totally weak at getting in front of people. I can't do that. God says, yeah, no, in, my, in your weakness, I'll be made strong. I will fill you. I'll give you the words to say. Why? You're a child of God. Is somebody, is somebody catching this? Listen, this is moving time. This is go time. This is pull up the stakes where I'm at time. And Spirit of God, where do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to share? What do you want me to be? Like never before in history, this is go time. And he's calling all of his sons joint heirs in Christ. Know who you are. Know who you are. Let's do this. God gave the children of Israel. Let me just say this. I want you to say this to somebody next to you. Declare it to them. God has a territory for you. I'm going to close with this. God is territory for you. 
really sense that there's some, if you listen, hear the prophetic voice of God in this message. Fullness expands territory. When Israel was in Egypt, it wasn't just one, God wasn't just wanting them to come out of the place, but he wants to bring them into a place. I'm taking you out of Egypt, and his goal was to take them into the promised land. Out of, not just out of, there was a goal to bring them into. He already marked out the territory for them. God had a territory in mind for them, and he has territory in mind for you. He wants you to inherit territory. When God gave Israel a turnkey operation, he did. He gave them a turnkey operation. Thinking, think about it. Houses you didn't build, crops you didn't plant, wells you didn't dig. God's calling, you might want to answer that. Houses you didn't build, crops you didn't plant, wells you didn't dig, so far and above, they had only been, they've been, they've been in slavery and an institution of slavery for over 400 years. God turns all of it upside down, and that is what he has, that is what we have to look forward to. God's going to turn everything upside down with your new perspective, your new lenses, a child of God, a joint heir in Christ. As he is, so are we in this world. When Israel came out of Egypt, there were three things that God had to do to them that he has to do with us. Here they are. We have to get closure on the past. You've got to get closure on the past. Get closure on the way that you think about yourself, that you can do this, but you can't do that, that you're an economic level here, I'll never be that. That uh, I, I can do this, but I'll definitely never do that. We got to get closure on that type of mindset. Can you say amen? amen? And then we have to be converted. Israel had to become from rabble slaves into an organized army. They had to be converted into an disciplined army that could take territory. And God is going to convert you from someone who is limited to someone who is living at a level of privilege and will never look back. Number three is there's going to be a commissioning. A commissioning to go into the land and to take it. Let me ask you something, because there's going to be tests along the way. There's, the tests are going to be this. The tests are going to be, is this something that you really want? They're going to be tests to see if you, if you get it, do you really get this? But more than that, it's, there's going to be tests that actually say, do you really want it? I'm going to ask you the question this morning. Do you really want the inheritance that God has for you? There's got to be closure. There's got to be a conversion and a commissioning. 
I want you to stand with me this morning. There's a commissioning that God has given you to go into a particular territory and to take it. As a body of believers, champions, some of you or many of you are going to be a part of what we take together. And in that, you're going to be rising as your mindset and your lenses have changed, walking as a child of God. You're going to be a part of that flow and going to find some amazing breakthrough through this house's breakthrough. I know what God has at plan, and I believe there are big steps. There are steps for this body as a whole, even this morning, and what I've been sensing at the turn of this year, there's shiftings that are happening. There's shiftings that are happening. Because what God has promised through in my life, and He's promised through the years, and prophetic words, I believe many of them, several of them are coming to, from back to forward and in focus. God's bringing fine-tuned focus. And as a body, we're walking as children of God, as heirs with the different lenses that we together will see and walk into the prophetic words that are in the church's past, but are designed for its future. And I want you to hear this. The more all of us have the mindset of walking as sons, the greater the corporate anointing is going to be and its influence and the words, some of the words have been about this church has had an, uh, an impact on the nations. But I declare to you that the best is yet Hallelujah. to come. Amen. Listen, because God is always and the kingdom is always advancing. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. When you close your eyes, what do you see? Because it's not always when you have your eyes open, it's when you close them that you see the vision that God has for you. What do you see? What is, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is the Holy Spirit saying? What is he bringing from the back to the front? What is he bringing into focus and reminding you that you are fully and absolutely accepted and you are loved and you are his son, you're his child, you're a joiner in Christ? What is he saying to you?
What is it that he's saying? Together we're going to get this done. Together we're going to move this. What is he saying to step out in faith for? Because you're a child, you're in relationship, you're in intimacy with the Father. Let me remind you of what the Father's already said in his word, John 15, 11. I've told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. What do you see? What is the Spirit of God saying? Fullness. Overflow. Inheritance. Now. Father, we thank you this morning for awakening us, awakening your precious family. You're such a good father. We thank you, that Father, that you bring discipline. You bring the tests that we need when we need them to consider it all joy when they come because our good father always brings a test when he he has faith as a good teacher, good father, to know that we can pass that test. Father, change our perspective. May we look at things with different eyes, different lenses. May we flow from that place of, I am absolutely positively accepted by my father. I am loved by you. I'm so loved by you. That you delight in every detail of my life. That you cause everything to work together for the good to those who are in Christ Jesus. Everything. You don't miss anything. You see it and know. Thank you that's planted within the hearts and the lives of these people, my brothers, my sisters, your kids, there's a dream. There's a dream. May they see it. May they not look at the impossibilities of that dream, but look at the possibilities of their God. Yeah, they look big. It's a mountain, but you'll help them to climb it. We thank you of the truth of your word that says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I pray and I know that there are those in essence right now, and you've been sharing this today. You've been strengthening and upgirding and loving, upholding your people today. And in this place, I pray. There will be many, even now, they just begin taking off in the spirit. They'll soar with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. They walk with the assurance and the knowledge that they're a child of God. And nothing will ever change that. Nothing can ever change that. So may we dream big. 
because you're a big problem-solving God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. If you agreed with that prayer, can you say amen? Hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands to the Father? Surrender and praise. <laughs> it's like, yo, God, I love you so much. I surrender to your will gladly, and I praise you. I praise you. I magnify your name. You are perfect in all your ways. You're good, Father. You're so good. You're so good. And I'm loved by you. I love you so much. Father, we just declare over this property, over this city, over every family, I declare over every heart, over every life, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh God, I pray that faith will arise of knowing who we are in you, oh God. And in that, and in that, know for with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing, nothing. Bring the vision to a point. Focus. Mm. You're so good, Father. Bless your name. Just real quick, words of knowledge. Michael, you got a few? Gonna ha we're going to call out a few words of knowledge and just um, some people need some healing, different things this morning. And uh, we're just going to just take a moment. Brianna, you got if, just be in tune. Some of our team, if you have words of knowledge, we're going to call them forth real quick. And then if you hear them, we're going to ask you just to come forward and get received prayer on that this morning. Oh, which one? Um... Oh, yeah. Come here, come here. You guys got a couple minutes of testimony? You good? Just one minute. All right. So, so what happened? Well, I've had this ringing in my ear for about, I don't know, I, I, I'm not good with time. I just know it's been there. And um, I try to ignore it, and I pray about it. But then, anyway, it was there. And Pastor Nolan called out ringing in the ear last week. And I took it. And I haven't had any since. Yay! <laughs> Yay! That's Jesus. Jesus highlighted that. Holy Spirit highlighted that. And it's his power. We just listen, and he'll tell us. Michael, what do you got? And she took it was the key, right? Um, no. First of all, I have neck. So there's a neck pain coming down even into the top of the shoulder. If anybody has any neck pain. Just keep calling them out. Okay. And then um, I heard anxiety. And when I heard the word, a couple things that the Lord, I think, was prompting. Nervousness, trouble sleeping or breathing, and fear. So if you're facing any of those um, to come down as well. Then I heard the Lord say a better diagnosis. And what I felt, if you or someone you know have received a, no, a diagnosis in the last couple months, I heard a couple months, I felt like the Lord said he has a better diagnosis. So to come forward and believe that whatever, again, and I, I feel like there's, for this one, if it's someone you know to stand in a gap for them as well because he's going to provide that better diagnosis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Dwight, will you come? Our, some of our prayer team. Um, Rana, if you come, 
This way, I want you to help pray this morning. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, in a second. You got one? You got a root? Someone's been dealing with a gastric problem, and you thought it was one thing, but that's a misdiagnosis and something besides what the doctor told you. But God knows what it is. He knows how to deal with it. He knows how to heal your stomach and intestinal area in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Um, so come if you if any of these the other one I, I just saw and the, the Lord's healed this before and I, it's a testimony I just sense it again um, if you have an S in your spine in your neck or in your spine up in your anywhere in your vertebrae the Lord wants to straighten that and put it back to normal and my sister right here is an inch taller today because the Lord she had it since she was a kid and the Lord healed her of that and her, her spine is perfectly straight. And so just want to encourage you, um, any of these, just come and just spread across the way. And, and then we'll, we'll just get that confirmation. Um, yes, sir? What's that? Come on, come on up, come on up. So any of these, or if, you, if we didn't call one out, just come on up. We're going to just want to pray for you, all right? And uh, so praise God. Um, otherwise, if you're not coming this way, go that way. Share with one another. Encourage one another in the Lord. Get to know one another. And God bless you. You're dismissed as we pray. If you want to come um, and, to the altar, or if you're, listen, if you're away from God, and you're like, I really want to get back with God, or I don't know Jesus, but I want to know Him, come. The kingdom is open. The kingdom is near. Amen. Jesus is here to save you, and we're here to pray with you. God bless you as you go.